Hello, and welcome to the Antioch Fort Worth weekly podcast. At Antioch, our desire is to cultivate a passion for Jesus and his purposes on the earth. To connect with us in community, partner with us through giving, or visit on a Sunday morning, please visit AntiochFortWorth.com. My name is Lindy Pinkston, and um, I work here. I'm the director of the children's ministry and also work here as the um, ladies' pastor. And so just um, excited to get to share with you guys today. Um, and I just want to introduce my family. Many of you know my family, but if you don't, I think there's a picture going to be of them. Um, this is us in the stockyards a few weeks ago. I have an 18-year-old, just turned 18, a 16-year-old, and a 12-year-old, and my awesome husband, Conan, of almost 20 years. And um, I really couldn't do what I do. This morning without my husband, he has let me run with my giftings and uh, totally love you, Conan, and I totally appreciate his making a way for me to do what God's gifted me with. And so I'm really excited this morning. And uh, before I pray, just want to encourage you guys. I was praying about, Lord, what do you want your people to hear this morning? Those that are worshiping here with us in person and those that are worshiping with us online and there's a couple things I really felt like the Lord said, and it was, get them in my presence. Encourage them to get into my presence. Draw them into my presence. In my presence is fullness of joy. And so um, today we're going to talk about being in his presence. It's the title of my message today, In His Presence. I'm going to pray, and then we're going to get started. Father, we just invite you this morning. We make room for you, Holy Spirit, to do and to say what you want. We desperately need you in these days. We need you this morning. So, Father, I just invite you here and say, have your way. Have your way. Have your way in our hearts. We ask for a spirit of wisdom and revelation to come out. I pray for God encounter for everybody that's listening and watching. They have a God encounter. Pray you move through me, a weak, broken vessel, and bring transformation and encouragement this morning. We love your presence. We have to have your presence. So we ask your presence to come this morning in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right. So my sermon in a sentence this morning is that we find intimacy, fullness, and transformation in his presence. Again, we find intimacy. We find fullness and transformation in his presence. And guys, we need to be running to his presence. I love everybody in this room. I love everybody that's watching. Even if I don't know you, I still love you. Um, But my encouragement this morning is that we don't need to just be, okay, I got to get in his presence. We need to be running into his presence. And so I'm encouraging you as a sister in the Lord to get on the running shoes and to be heading into his presence with everything going on these days, okay? Um, and I don't, have to, I don't have to rehash everything that's going on. We're in a pandemic. Our uh, country is divided on many, many issues. Our schools are online, offline. Plans you had with someone all of a sudden get changed. I mean, work environments are different. There's just so much pressure on us and we are not created. Jamie keeps telling our staff this. We're not created to carry all this stuff. We have to find an outlet to release and to receive and contend and release, and it's in his presence, and that's the only place that that's going to happen. So my encouragement to you today is to run to his presence. My also prayer today is that you don't leave feeling condemned. 
Oh, I haven't really been in his presence for four months or for five weeks or for a year. My encouragement that his kindness leads us to repentance. So this morning, may you gently hear the Father drawing you to him and to his presence. All right. And I just to say, there's times I run to his presence and there's times I don't. There's many times I choose a discipline of, Lord, I know there's treasures in your presence. And I just, I, I choose. Sometimes there's mornings I roll out of bed. I mean, there's been times, and we all have had those, you just roll out of bed on your face because you're like, Lord, you have to come. And I've experienced some of those. This past, this past fall was really, really hard for me. Actually, past fall, we're kind of still in the fall, aren't we? <laughs> of course, the weather feels that way in the trees. Um, technically, yes. But um, come early September, man, some stuff hit the wall. And I was like, it was hard. On top of everything else that we're all going through, collectively, we're all experiencing lots and lots of stuff. Not being able to see everybody weekly at church. I mean, that has been a, a downer and a bummer. But then we have all our personal stuff, right, going on. And so this fall, man, I hit some walls. And I found myself at one point going, how has this situation come to this? Like, how, how have I come to this place? And many times in sadness and hopelessness, but in the middle of the mess, every time I ran to him, I found him. And he found me. And he shifted me. And he shifted the spiritual atmosphere of what I was, was, what I was experiencing and trying to remove myself from really hard conversations or hard experiences and finding him and then going back to that, that, that environment and realizing things had shifted in the spiritual realm. Does that make sense? When we enter in his presence, things change, not only in us, in our environment, in our circumstances, but his presence is precious, guys, and it's such a treasure to be there. So today I'm going to talk about what happens in his presence, Re- intimacy, joy, transformation, and then I'm going to give some practical ways that we can enter in his presence. So first, in his presence is where relationship and intimacy happens with the Trinity, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And it is a beautiful, beautiful thing. I'm going to read from John 15, 1 through 8, and I just want to kind of set the scene. I know most of us have heard these verses before, and um, I just want to remind us, though, so like, if your dad or your granddad called you in and like he was on his deathbed or your grandmother or mother, and they're like, I have a couple things to tell you. Do you think you would just like be on your phone looking at your Instagram? No, you would be like, you, you would lean in and say, this must be very, very important. And these were some of the last instructions Jesus gave his precious ones. And there wasn't tons of them. It wasn't like he has, was, was preaching to a crowd of thousands. These were his intimate ones. And the things that he says, we need to take note because they're part of laying the foundation of why his presence is so important. So let's listen to this because it wasn't a to-do list. It wasn't. Make sure you pray for five people every day that are sick. Make sure you share my story with 15 people every day. It wasn't a to-do list. It was a be with me list. A be with me list. Okay, listen, verse chapter 15. I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you, but remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit 
unless you remain in me. And I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. And apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you're like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burned. But if you remain in me and my words in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you must bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Abide in me. He says it over and over. And if you continue on the next few verses, he says it 10 times. Abide in me. Okay, I want you guys to picture this. I have a picture of a vineyard, I think, coming up at some point. Um, but I just want you to picture in your, in your mind, picture the place where the ancient trunk meets a vigorous branch, okay? And here's the touch point, the place where life-giving nutrients and the sap are flowing to the developing fruit, okay? The only limitation on the amount of sap that gets from the vine to the branches is how big the circumference is. What are the obstructions? So that means the branch with the largest, least obstructed connection with the vine is abiding the most and will have the greatest harvest. What in our lives is obstructing our connection with Father? He's saying, I am the vine. You are the branches. He, he, and y'all, abide is not an imperative. It's not it is an imperative. It's not a suggestion or a request. You know, when I make chocolate chip cookies in my house, I don't have to make my boys eat them. I don't have to say, eat the chocolate chip cookies that I just made. Do I, boys? No, they're sitting here and they're all smiling. No, they're not. They're, I mean, they're, they're saying, no, you don't. When, we, when he's commanding that, he's commanding it because he knows this isn't our natural bent. It is not our natural bent to abide with Father. It's not. We have so much us, distractions, so many things going on in our heads that our natural bent is not to abide in him. That's why he says it 10 times. And he knows what the disciples needed, guys. He knew what they were going to face. And he's saying, stay with me. Stay connected with me. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from him, you can do nothing. But stay connected with me and you'll bear much fruit. And guys, the fruit here is not just the fruit of evangelism. It is that, but it's the fruit. It's internal fruit. It's external fruit. The internal fruit of the more I abide with him, the more fruits of the Holy Spirit I have, the more love, joy, the more peace I have, the more patience I have, kindness, goodness, and gentleness, self-control. The more I'm with him, it's just a natural overflow. And then what's inside of me, it's a natural overflow to have fruit coming outside of me. The father's not like, Lindy, do this, this, this. It's just natural because I've been connected with him. And I just want to. I want to abide with him. I want to share the gospel with people. I want to love my neighbor that doesn't know him. I want to have patience for that person that just keeps just challenging me. I want to because I'm connected to him. And that happens in his presence. We can find him. And the fruit is just byproducts of him. He wants you. He wants you. He doesn't have a to-do list for you. His to-do list is to be with him. And I can tell you of years of doing this not good, and seasons of doing it better, he is the biggest treasure. He is the biggest treasure. When my boys leave my house one day, I want them to know, and they're sitting here, my biggest treasure was Jesus. My biggest treasure, if I could leave anything with you, is that you would love him and know that he is where it all is. And it doesn't just come easy to us, guys. 
His purpose, again, is that not we will do more for him, but that we will choose to be with him more. All right. So secondly, in his presence is where fullness of joy and his goodness is found. Amen? Fullness of joy. Okay, Psalm 1611 says, You make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence with eternal pleasures at your right hand. I'm going to talk about those eternal pleasures in just a minute. But let's just say when we are just bummed and we don't have the joy going on, I promise you every time you get in his presence, you'll feel his joy because he promises. We sang that song a few minutes ago. All your promises are yes and amen. So that means when I go into his presence and I don't feel joy, I'm like, no. I mean, this is me and I know I can be intense and passionate, but this doesn't matter your personality. I mean, when I go in and I'm like contending for stuff, I'm like, no, no, no. You said you can get joy, joy, joy. Lord, I'm going to stay here till I feel. I'm going to stay here till I ch- something shifts in my mind. And I contend and then I release. And it's hard many times. We want to contend and fight for stuff and then we want to leave and still have it, right? Versus releasing it to the Father. And in his presence, he comes and he gives us joy. Amen? Fullness of joy. Fullness of his goodness. Okay, y'all listen to this, Exodus 33. The Lord replied, "My pres- talking to Moses, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. My presence will go with you and I will give you rest. And then Moses said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and, and with your people unless you go with us? Moses knew. Moses knew. He's like, you have to go with us. You ha- your presence has to go before us. What else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? And then the Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing you've asked because I am pleased with you and you know me by name. Then Moses said, show me your glory. In verse 19, the Lord said, I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you. And I will proclaim my name, the Lord, in your presence. And I will have mercy on whom I have mercy, and I will have compassion on who I have compassion. Have you ever asked the Lord to have his goodness pass in front of you? I encourage you this week. I did it this week. I came across this verse, and I, and I said, Lord, show me your goodness. And he just quickly, through my life, all the people he's weaved in and out of my life to point me to him. Parents, aunts, uncles, friends, teachers, coaches, whoever it is for you. Circumstances that he's spared me. He's spared me at least twice from death, from accidents. Over and over in his goodness, just say, Lord, show me your goodness. And guys, if he just shows you a glimpse of his goodness, gratitude is the next thing. I mean, Ashley and Aiden, I could have just sat down. I'm like, okay, we're good. Let's just go home. And they both touched on things, right? Gratitude gratitude rises up when you see his goodness because there's it's just a natural overflow it's like if you get your favorite favorite thing ever as a kid you're like thank you mom and dad thank you mom and dad I mean it's just natural you don't have to force your kids to say thank you on something they really really want sometimes we have to encourage them to say thank you on things that they may not be as excited about right let's say that but when we're in it when he sees goodness we see things differently and gratitude replaces discontentment can I say amen? Gratitude replaces discontentment. We've all had discontentment in the season, even going into Thanksgiving. Many of you were planning on doing something that got shifted. You were wanting to be with some people that you're not going to be able to be with. Um, you're quarantined and you thought you were going to be able to do this. But guys, gratitude will replace discontentment when we see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And you ask him, 
Graham Cook loves, he's like, I love the goodness of the Lord. I ask the goodness of the Lord to, to come over me and just to reveal it. So may that happen to you this week. Okay, thirdly, in his presence is where exchanges, transformation happens. And if you're like, what do you mean by exchanges? I mean exchanges. I mean, I'm this way and I'm going to exchange for something better. Okay, I've been listening to this song about heaven, and like my next sermon is going to be on heaven. Just, I just want to say, I'm, I wasn't ready for that today because I'm still reading books. But I mean, I've been since COVID. I've been like, man, you know, this earth is not my home, and I've really been drawn to what's going on in heaven. And the song, I know many of you know it, and is, the, he, these are some of the words because this goes with what I'm talking about. Isn't it just like heaven when you walk into the room? There's not a thing hidden. Every eye's on you. I can't get enough of your presence. It's a perfect point of view. Isn't it just like heaven? When we're in his presence, we get his point of view. We, we, he literally shares things with us. He shows us things we wouldn't see if we're not in his presence. And we, we shift the way we see things when we're in his presence. Guys, I promise I've done it. I've experienced this so many times. I just want to get you in my face and go, oh, I love his presence, and I encourage you to go to his presence. Because what happens is we get exchanges in our hearts, in our minds, our attitudes. Anybody have bad attitudes ever? Mike is raising his hand. Yeah, responses, circumstances. Okay, I'm telling you, yes. And we get exchanges from our a spiritual journey characterized by disappointment and doubt and anger. We get an exchange of the belief that God helps me win on my own terms. Anybody ever struggled with that? Yeah. I mean, in, in this next one, an exchange that I really desire his presence over his blessings. That, that's something this fall I struggled with. No, no, no. I've done ABCDFG. I should get EX, or ABC. I did one, two, three. I should get four, five, six. I do know my ABCs, by the way. You know, but like, no, Lord, I did A and I did B and I did C. I should get D, E, and F. No, that's part of it. He's like, no, no. Do you, you really want my presence or do you want my blessings? We're going to get blessed, but I want his presence. I want his presence. And we get exchanges. And so you say, well, Lenny, how do these exchanges happen? Well, I, I have an answer for you. And it happens because it's our inheritance. It's our right it's our position in Christ. Okay, Ephesians 1.3. Jamie's going to be excited because I'm going to talk on Ephesians a little bit. Ephesians 1.3 says, Praise be to the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. I'm going to read that one again. Praise be to the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Not some spiritual blessings, but every. And if you go on to chapter 2, verse 6, it says, And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms. Seated us with Jesus Christ. So you got Godfather. You got Jesus Christ. You got Lindy. Okay, you got Godfather. You got Jesus Christ. You got Emily. Y'all, that's amazing. The authority that we have, the, 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 the blessings that we have access to that we don't, that we don't walk in. Okay, and again, this joy connection I read earlier. It says, you make known to me the path of life. You fill me with joy in your presence with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Guys, we are seated next to Christ. And we are grabbing heaven and pulling it down. That's what we're doing when we're saying, 
Oh my goodness, I have access to every spiritual blessing in Christ. It's like Jamie talks about the thin place, the kingdom prayer, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I'm pulling down and I'm exchanging things. And let me, let's, let's talk about this. I was talking about this verse with a uh, couple girls a few weeks ago and one of them said, well, what spiritual blessings are you talking about? And I said, well, let's start listing them. What's going on in heaven? Is there um, unforgiveness going on in heaven? Absolutely not. So that means I pull down unforgiveness and I exchange it for my hard heart that doesn't want to forgive someone. And I say, no, Lord, you help me. I want the exchange. I want to be someone who forgives quickly and doesn't hold on to grudges. Is there competition in heaven? Absolutely not. That means, Lord, I don't want to be someone who's always competing with someone. Is there discontentment? Is there jealousy? No, Lord, I want to pull that down. I don't want to be looking at other people's houses or ministries or gifts or children or husbands or jobs and be jealous and have covenants. No, I do not. Do you understand there's the exchange? Uh, joylessness, hopelessness. Is there, are people walking around heaven down and out? Absolutely not. Is there broken relationship? Absolutely not. There's complete restoration on every relationship. That means I can walk around, and as far as it depends on me, I can live at peace with people. I can have complete restored relationship. And even if it isn't on their end, it is on my end, and I contend for it. And guys, this right here, you have to contend for these things. These things do not happen in our natural bent. They do not. I'll say that over and again. You have to, at morning after morning, Lord, I forget that person. Lord, I forget that person. Lord, okay, and, you, you, and then eventually it, it, it makes its way to your heart. And then eventually you, you make the circle, and you can find yourself blessing that person. That's when you know you've made the circle, is when good things happen to them, and you're honestly, that makes me so happy, versus, oh, I can't believe they really didn't get what they deserved. God's a God of judges. I mean, he's a God of ju- judgment, not me. He sits on the judge. I'm not going to go off on that. I'm sorry. I could go off on that, but I'm not going to. My point is we pull down heaven, guys. Do you think there's addictions going on in heaven? Absolutely not. Eating disorders, addiction to stuff we don't be watching, pornography, extramarital affairs, lust. Absolutely not, guys. We have access to pull down and exchange things in his presence. And it happens in his presence. All right, so now you're like, okay, Linda, you've named all these things. Well, how do I get in his presence? Because I'm really struggling. So I'm going to tell you that too. So... Micah this morning was worship, was praying before service, and he said, thank you that worship and gratitude enter in us, get us in your presence. I have several things that are going to help us, but guys, it's always, it's always through worship. It's always through gratitude. When we go with a heart of gratitude, we're undone. We are undone. Even if I actually was talking about the discipline, my, our family's been doing a grateful journal this, this November. And this has been stretching. It's been stretching. No, no, yeah, let's go a little deeper. Or it's been, but it's been so encouraging that the way that God stirs up gratitude in our hearts when we just take the time to say, Lord, I want to be grateful, okay? So some practical ways. Make yourself get into his presence. Make yourself get into his presence. And I, you know, I don't want to go off on the morning thing, but I, I just, it, I'm just telling y'all, and I'm, I'm telling you this out of years of, of and I'm still do it perfectly, but at least I'm in the race. <laughs> at least I'm in the game. But like through young children, nursing children, when you're having a quiet time and your three-year-old comes in, you're like, 
glory, Lord, I just want five minutes. I mean, I, I, I can relate to all that, guys. But I'm telling you, the mornings, and if, and if you're like, Lindy, I'm not a morning person, I'm just saying, start with 10 minutes. It's like Jamie says, the best pastoral advice he could give anybody is to start your day with the Lord. Give him the first fruits of your day. And the reason, guys, and we, and we want to get to maturity where we're feeling his presence all day. But if we don't start in the morning, the cup doesn't start full. We all leak. We talked about that over and over. But if we can start the morning and we're full, and then we go to work and we leak out, but then we're constantly trying to abide in him and connect with him, then we're keeping filling what we're losing, right? But if we already start at the bottom of the coffee mug, I mean, we're going to fill it during the day. And, I've, and I say this over, he, he gives your time back. I, I can't tell you how many days there's been, I've had such a busy day. I'm like, no, I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm to connect with him. And things that take an hour take 15 minutes. And you see it, and you're like, my goodness, that phone call I thought was going to take this long, it took this long. Or that email was going to take this long to write, and it took that long to write. Or whatever, the, whatever your circumstance is. But we have to be getting in, in with him. And do whatever connects with you. Whatever gets you in his presence quickest. Well, that's reading the word, reading the Psalms, praying, worshiping. We all have different things. But I'm just telling you, starting your day and then removing distraction is my se- second thing. Just remove distractions. Okay, let's just say, how many times have you gone to lunch with a friend and they're on their phone the whole time? Has that happened to anybody? Yeah, or you're at a restaurant and you see everybody at the table and you're like, that whole family is on their phones. And it's just like, that's crazy. How would you feel, like if I, if Con and I went on a date and he was on his phone the whole time and didn't talk to me, I would be like, okay, that, sleep it on the couch. Yeah, he maybe make his way to the couch, right? That's what Aiden said that, not me. Um, <laughs> Aiden's making awesome comments. I love it. Um, and so it's not, that's not intimacy. And when we go to the Father, I mean, and I admit it, there's been times I've gone <laughs> to connect with the Father. The next thing I'm doing, I'm planning the family vacay for a year and a half away. I mean, I'm, I'm serious. Like, we all do this. It is, right? I'm preaching now. But let's put it aside and give Him. Give Him you. Make room for Him. Just make room for Him. And just be, my third point is just be and receive. This is no agenda. This is no agenda. Feel free to sing. Feel free to pray. Feel free to journal or not journal. I'm not the best journaler. I want to be, I want to be like Jamie. He's such a great, he journals so much. And I kind of, I kind of like ebb and flow, you know, but for years I felt guilty and it it made me not want to get in his presence because I felt guilty for not journaling. And now I'm like, no, I'm not, I want his presence more than I want to journal, but journal is many times the overflow of my quiet time, but not all the time. But don't, don't think outside the box. Don't not get with him because you're not going to check off boxes. He just wants to be with you. He just wants to be with you. When you're with him, you want to hear what he says. So going to the word is just like, oh, because I want to hear what he says. Or worshiping him is just an actual overflow of being with him in intimacy. Put reminders in your day. Post-it notes. Alarms on phones. Um, you know, I was talking to someone the other day, and they, she's a home health nurse. Um, Audrey Cromer, and she was saying how she certain syringes that she cleans out. It's just like she just prays when she does that. It's like it's like something in her every day that she just prompted herself. Things like that, changing the diapers in the shower on your way to work. Just Lord, I need your presence. Please come. I want her in. Worship you. I love you. Just trying to connect with Him. It'll make a difference in your day. All right, I'm going to pray for us as we're kind of landing the plane today. And my heart today 
is that you will be drawn. You will have a deep desire to enter in his presence in a fresh way. Todd, why don't you go ahead and come on up here. And again, this is just the sweet father saying, I want you. I love you. Abide in me. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from me, you can do nothing. He wasn't making that up. And guys, uh, being in his presence is one of the, the biggest treasures you'll find in him is there. And I can, I can say out of just seasons of, of hard things that I don't know what I would do without the presence of the Father. I don't know what I would do. And I really feel like this morning he wants you guys to have some exchanges. So I'm just going to ask you right now, whether you're watching online and joining us, worshiping that way, or you're here in this, in this room, to ask the Lord, Lord, what's one exchange you want to give me this morning? Just ask Father. And I want you to hold your hands in front of you and just see that exchange you want. And I'm just going to pray. I'm going to pray over you, the heart of the Father for you, because His presence is here. Father, we just thank you for your presence. We thank you for your fullness of joy. We thank you for your goodness that's passing before us. And Lord, we're asking right now, everyone, that has their hands open, is, has an, wants an exchange. Lord, we're asking right now you to, you to come down from heaven with your, I just see him coming down with his hand and just taking off what you don't want and replacing what he wants. Lord, I'm asking right now there to be supernatural exchanges. Lord, we thank you that you are God of breakthrough. We thank you that you are God of deliverance and how you set us free, Father. We thank you how you want to bring physical healing on us. We thank you how you want to bring emotional healing on us. We thank you how you want to step down from heaven and join us. And we, you want us to join with you, Father. We ask right now, Holy Spirit, you to come forth. I pray everybody that can hear my voice right now has a fresh revelation of their authority in Christ. By the blood of Jesus, you have set us free from the law and sin of death. And Lord, you've set us at the right hand of God. We have access to every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms. Lord, we're asking those times when we want to respond in a certain way, we will respond with the light. We will respond in the opposite spirit. That's how the exchange happens is when we respond in the opposite spirit. So I'm asking right now, Father, you to give us supernatural grace to respond in the opposite spirit. Lord, we say we're weak. We say we're a mess. We say we're broken. We say we have to have, we bind addictions right now in the name of Jesus. We bind addictions right now in the name of Jesus. They're not going on in heaven. They will no longer go on in your life. We bind physical illness right now in the name of Jesus. Anybody who's physically ill, we ask Jesus you to come forth and bring complete healing, complete restoration right now. We bind depression in the name of Jesus no more. Depression is not happening in heaven. So Father, we're asking that spiritual blessing of peace and anxiety-free living we can have access to. Father, we're asking right now you to change brain chemistry right now, Jesus. We're asking you to come forth. That circumstance, 
Lord, that hard relationship that we need grace for, we're asking right now you to come forth. You to come forth. And we, we ask, Father, that when we respond, that we respond in the Holy Spirit, that we don't react. We want to respond, Holy Spirit. We so desire your presence, Father. Lord, we just pray for those days that we just haven't, we don't feel your presence, Lord, that we just, we just turn our eyes to you. You're there. Thank you that you draw us to you. treasure in you. You're so faithful. You're so faithful to hear our frustrations. You're so big to hear our doubts and our anger. Lord, you're so big. We bind the idea that we have to come to you as a perfect person. Lord, that is such a lie. May the enemy's lies get out of our head. May we know how you just love us. Lord, if we haven't been in your presence in seven months, Lord, we say thank you that right now we're experiencing your presence. Lord, we just ask heaven to come to earth in every relationship that we walk in. Lord, we ask for complete restoration of relationships. Lord, we ask that as far as it depends on us, that we be peacemakers, that we be men and women of peace in this world where peace, people are dying for peace, they're wanting peace, they're begging for peace. Lord, may we be peacemakers. When we go into Walmart and Target in our workplace and our schools and the parking lot and pickup line and soccer practices and college exams, Lord, whatever we're doing, we ask that we be peacemakers. Holy Spirit, I'm asking you right now just a fresh filling right now. Fill us up, Jesus. We just give you this morning. We say we are people who will make room for you. We will make room for you. We love you, Jesus. Just ask, Father, as we go out this week, that we see those exchanges happen. We will see our hearts drawn to wanting to be in your presence just to get away and to gauge you, Father. Amen. All right, just want to thank you for joining us this morning. And I'm just going to pray. I'm not going to pray. I'm going to speak a blessing. So you want to hold your hands out. I'm going to just bless you to love the Father this week. I just bless you to feel His presence in a new way. And I just bless you to have that heart of gratitude just overflow. Amen. Be blessed. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Have a safe Thanksgiving. And um, just love you guys. Amen.